BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. It is another beautifully bad Monday. My name is Maddie Murphy and I am your host. Your your host. I don't know why hostess was going to come out. I'm your little hostess cupcake, your weekly Twinkie. Much to discuss this week as always, but before we get into the meat of today's episode, let's start with a little appetizer, shall we? So I realized last week I don't know why this took me three years to realize, but you know what? We made it there. I realized that after an episode airs, you guys always have follow-up questions, whether it's about something that I mentioned, like a product or a restaurant, or you guys need some clarification on a story, or you like didn't hear something that I said and you need me to clarify it. Anyway, every Monday those DMs roll in and I rarely can get to all of them. I hope that, you know, I just want to reiterate because I get a lot of people that are like, hey, you never DM me back, or I feel like you don't like me because I DM you all the time. It's not physically possible for me to read and respond to every single DM. A lot of them get lost in the the shuffle, and I'm so sorry. I wish I could. I wish I could personally open and dedicate time to your messages. I mean that genuinely. I really do wish I could, but it's just, it's not feasible. So if I ever don't respond or I don't open it, or if I open it and don't respond, just know that it is nothing personal. It's because my brain can only handle like doing eight things a month. But anyway, so those DMs come in every Monday. So I thought, why don't I just put up a question box after every episode airs, like on Monday afternoon slash evening. And then you guys can ask me whatever follow-up questions you have, and I will answer them in the next episode. So I finally did that. So we are going to be answering some of the follow-up questions from last week's travel episode. The main question that I got was, what is the travel backpack I was talking about? So it is just called the backpack from BASE, B-E-I-S, which I finally learned that that's how you say that brand, BASE, because they just released like a tote and it's called the Basics tote or something. I don't know if it's a tote, but something like that, that they use their company name, BASE. So I always thought it was like maybe BASE or B's or BASE or something. I don't know, but it's BASE. So it's just called the backpack. And then the other question was what like roll on carry on suitcase do I like? I use a Calpac one, but I know a lot of people love the away rolling carry on suitcase. 
I usually get them at like Nordstrom Rack or TJ Maxx or something like a discount store because I feel like they always have luggage there and it's always significantly discounted. Several people asked for restaurant recommendations in a few different cities. I am I am by no means like I I have a handful of restaurants that I that I know in other cities that like I enjoy and I go to. Like somebody was like, give me your LA food recommendations. I'm so far from an expert in LA food. There's so much good food there, but I will try. I'm going in a couple of weeks. So I'll try to like put a list together of places just that I've been and I like. And I'll also probably take some recommendations from you guys. And then people are asking about recommendations in Salt Lake. I will try to do that. That one, I feel confident in <laughs> recommending restaurants because I lived there for so long. But yeah, so I, I will try to put those together and then a couple other travel questions. Somebody asked what season I like to travel during. I really don't mind a winter vacation. I think a lot of people try to do Europe in the in the spring and summer. Obviously, it's gorgeous then. But I love a fall winter trip. I mean, I went to Dublin like the end of November and it was great. I love bundling up, walking around a city, finding a warm little restaurant. I'm going to start crying thinking about the gorgeous experience of a new city in gloomy weather. So yeah, I, I really don't mind. I feel like flights are way cheaper. I don't know if it's like considered the off season, but like, you know, the winter, I'm sure like, I'm sure it's not, there's not a huge rush to get to Northern Ireland at the end of November, but I loved it. I I really did. I think that I went to Italy during the same time frame. I think it was like end of October, beginning of November. And yeah, it's not warm, but I don't really care. Pack a good coat. Love it. And then somebody asked me, which is a very fair question. I just want to say right up top. They said, Maddie, a few weeks ago, you said that if a shirt even touches your body, then it is considered dirty. And then you said, when you travel, you wear the same shirt two days in a row. So which is it? you big fat liar. She didn't call me that, but she, I think it's a fair question. And I responded and I said, you know what? Travel is a, is a whole new ball game, new set of rules, because do I like the fact that I have to wear dirty clothes on vacation? Not really, but will I do it? Absolutely. I will. So there's some follow-up questions. <laughs> and then a, well, a lot of the other ones were just kind of comments about certain stories or like, you know, they're the worst story. The chipmunk water one was for sure a crowd non-favorite. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to try and do that every single Monday. If I forget, just remind me. I'm sorry. Sometimes I need a little reminder, but keep an eye on my Instagram story Monday afternoons and evenings if you do have a question. Maybe I'll put it as a permanent link somewhere in my bio because I know not everybody listens right on Monday. Hmm. I'll think about it. I'll let you guys know what I decide. Okay. Now it's time to roll into maybe our first main course is what I would say this next segment is. And that is the segment called Love Hate. And this week, I normally do three loves, three hates. But this week, I have four loves and four hates. So I really beefed it up for you. Let's start with, let's start with hate. Let's get started on the right foot, okay? Let's start with hate. The first thing I hate. I hate real maple syrup. I love fake flavor. I shouldn't even say flavored, but I do like the butter flavor. <laughs> Fake, thick, chemically syrup from a woman's body shaped bottle. That's the kind of syrup I like. Every time I try real maple syrup, it is thin, it is watery, it is not nearly as satisfying, and I don't want it on my egos. However, 
I know that this upsets all my Canadians and and everybody who lives in the Northeast and basically everybody who has a better palate than I do. Let me just go ahead and say this. I know that I'm wrong. <laughs> okay? I know that I have trash taste in syrup. I know. And I wish that I was more of an adult and that I could like real maple syrup, but I just I grew up on the fake stuff and the real stuff tastes wrong to me. But I put this on on threads. I posted this and everybody was coming at me. And I just want to interject here. I want to interject on myself and say I love when I have like, you know, opinions that don't really matter that much, like how I love American cheese and how I hate real maple syrup. And then you guys really, this is going to sound sarcastic, but I really do mean it. I love debating those topics. I love debating topics that don't matter at all. That is very much how my family interacts with each other. I was just on a family trip this last weekend and we had probably a four hour debate about American cheese because I am an American cheese apologist. I think it is the most, it's the best cheese on burgers it's the best cheese on breakfast sandwiches. And you know what? Yep. I like it cold. I like a cold America, a slice of American cheese on my sandwich. So I know that. So me and another one of my brothers is, we're team American cheese. However, basically the rest of our family thinks that we are disgusting, foul, trash people. So we debated this for, yeah, probably, probably close to uh, over an hour, I would say. It kind of went on multiple days. and. I've just learned that debating things that don't really matter is a great way to let off some steam and not hurt anybody's feelings or attack anybody's character. Because does it really make you a good or bad person if you do or don't like American cheese? Yes. No, obviously I'm joking. Those things don't matter, but it is fun to debate them. So when I put it on threads and everybody was coming at me, I said that I will happily accept a gift of maple, of real maple syrup that's the other thing. The real, quote unquote, real maple syrup that I've had is like from Trader Joe's and also like my local lo- local grocery store. I don't, I'm not in the maple syrup capital of anywhere. So if you want to send me real maple syrup, I will give it a fair shot. I promise you. Also, yeah, that's an invitation to send me presents. So <laughs> if you feel so inclined, my PO box is linked to my Instagram bio. Okay. Let's talk about the next uh, thing I hate this week. This is something that I am so sorry to point out. I feel like this is going to ruin people's lives because I didn't notice it until I noticed it. And now I'm pointing it out and you guys are going to hate it just as much as I do. But maybe it's on my mind because we talked about accents a few weeks ago. But when people say instead of already, they say already. I already went. I already know. You already told me that. Like, it's weird because when you say it in a sentence, it sounds right. Like, you would know the exact word that I'm saying. But when you separate that word from the rest of the sentence and you hear somebody say, already, it is foul. It is the worst sounding word. And I have noticed it in so many people. And I don't even know if it's a certain, like, region that has that accent. I don't even know if I've done it. I bet I've done it before on accident because it does sound normal, kind of until you break it down. So I just noticed that this week and it ruined my life. So I thought I would ruin your guys' lives too. All right. The next hate that I have this week. Oh, we just haven't talked about this on the podcast. It's a few weeks old, but you know, the Jonah Hill incident, if you don't know what's going on, basically his ex-girlfriend who is a professional surfer and model posted a bunch of texts from Jonah Hill basically saying like, 
my boundaries are that you don't surf with, he listed all these things. You don't surf with men. You don't post these pictures. You don't do this. You don't do this. Those are my boundaries. These are blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of sparked this whole conversation about like therapy speak. And as somebody who I feel like has been on the receiving end of like therapy speak weaponized against them, I just, I heavily related because here's the thing. Therapy is so beyond wonderful. I feel like it has given me a lot of tools to work internally internally being the prime word there. Like therapy is for your internal things. It's for your boundaries. Boundaries are your own thing, your own issue. Like a boundary, an example of a boundary would be like, I don't go to creepy uncle Ronnie's house because I feel uncomfortable when I'm there. A boundary is not, Ronnie is not allowed to be alive because I feel uncomfortable around Ronnie. Like, that's not an example of a boundary. And that's kind of what Jonah Hill does in these texts. He says, like, well, my boundaries are that you can't do this. It's like, that's not a boundary. That's manipulation and control, obviously. So it's just good to be aware of, especially because, like, I think it's, is it pop psychology? Is that the, the like, term that people use? Just, like, how, you know, we throw all these words around, boundaries, holding space, all of that. We've talked about it on the podcast before. But, yeah, it was it was very very interesting to to read those and just good to look out for when people start doing that because it's very easy it's it's depressingly easy for people to manipulate other people by using those like psychology buzzwords because it really does make you believe that the person saying them is like smarter and more educated and more well-rounded and more mentally stable because they have this arsenal of these words and a lot of times it's just they're using them to their advantage to get what they want. I saw a TikTok though that said Jonah Hill is acting like he's not the most dumpable boyfriend on the planet. Like, first of all, she's a professional surfer and a model. Okay. Like she's got money. She doesn't need Jonah Hill's money, but like Jonah Hill, a former fat kid who is supposed to be funny, but who just lost weight is and is now like the world's biggest asshole. Like that is the worst type of person. And I, I don't know. I just, I feel like I feel like when incels get famous, nothing good happens. Like when fat loser nerds get famous, they usually take it out on the women around them. I and that is a com- completely my opinion, but I remember thinking this when the guy is it the guy who did I think it's the guy who did Rick and Morty. I don't remember. One of those guys, he was you know, accused and charged with sexual assault whatever. It's like, yeah, this guy's a nerd who girls never liked, and then they got famous, and now they're taking that out on women. Like, I feel like this is a cycle we see all the time. Because a lot of the guys, like, Jonah Hill is not hot, cool, or funny enough to be acting like that. Like, get a grip on who you are as a person. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Athena Club. I am one of those people that buy cheap razors. I don't know why I am the way I am, but I always buy the like 100 pack of just cheap plastic razors. And you want to know what? I get razor burn every single time. What do I do about it? Nothing. Until now, because now I use Athena Club. Not only is Athena Club, oh, it just gives you the silkiest, smoothest shave, but also it's cute. It looks good in your shower. You guys know how I feel about how my shower looks. It's got this little magnetic like thing that you put on your wall. You attach it to it and they come in 
gorgeous colors. Mine is lavender. Athena Club's razors are designed with built-in skin guards to help prevent razor burn while being gentle on curves, a.k.a. your knees, your calves, your ankles, all of those very sensitive spots. Plus, the razor blade is surrounded by a water-activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid, which is a holy grail for skincare. The best part is the razor kit is only $10 cheaper than the cheap razors I used to buy, and it comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for shower storage, and your choice of handle color. And with Athena Club, you never have to think about blade refills because you choose how often you want your replacement blades shipped to you. Not to mention the big bonus for all of us Target girlies. You can now find Athena Club in Target stores nationwide. So it's super easy to just swing by and pick up anything whenever you're needing a refill. So switch to the better razor and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Get started today by shopping in-store at Target stores nationwide. You just head to the shaving aisle and you can find the razor kit, the cloud shave foam, my favorite. They also have wax strips and razor refills, all available at Target. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. There have been many, many times in my life where I've been very unsure of what path I needed to take. Sometimes I didn't know what the step in front of me even looked like, let alone what it was going to hold. Sometimes in life, we're faced with choices like these, and the path forward isn't always clear. So whether you're making decisions around relationships or your career or anything else, therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Because trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And a therapist is like a coach. I do my therapy on Friday mornings lately, and it's great because usually over the weekends is when I spiral. So I'd like to kick off the weekend with a good therapy session. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All of the little hassles about starting therapy, BetterHelp takes care of. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That is the number one thing I hear about people being nervous to start therapy is, what if I don't like my therapist and I want to switch? BetterHelp takes care of that. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bad. Okay. Was that number three, the third thing I hated or number four? Oh, the third thing. Because the fourth thing that I hated actually just barely happened to me. And so I wasn't planning on having it on my list. And then it popped up and I thought, you know what? I hate this. I am on a war path against DoorDash right now. And let me tell you why. So I'm obviously working at this current moment. I'm working at an external office slash studio. And I like to DoorDash my lunch. It's my nice little treat. So I DoorDash, okay? And I'm looking at my Dasher's route. And she hasn't, you know, it says uh, your Dasher is dropping off an order nearby and then she'll be headed to you. And I'm like, okay, cool. So she drops one off and then it pops up again. Your dasher is dropping off an order near you and then she'll head to you. And I'm like, okay, two seems like a lot, but whatever. Then it goes for a third, a third one before mine. And I'm getting a little miffed, I will say. Is that a bad word? I think I need to look up that word before I put it on the podcast. Define miffed. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's an okay word. I said that and then I didn't know if it was like something derogatory. <laughs> anyway, I was getting a little miffed. 
And so I messaged her and I was like, hey, can you can you tell me why it's taking so long? Which was, you know, I should have just let it be. I should have. I'm sorry. I should have just let it go. But I messaged her and she messaged me back. Her name was Emily. Emily, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but if you are a DoorDasher named Emily and you delivered my food the other day, this one goes out to you because Emily messaged me back the nicest message. And she was like, I am so sorry. DoorDash just piles these on and I get penalized if I say no to the order. So they just, they batch all of these (laughs) episodes, batch episodes. That's what I do for my job. They batch all of these orders and then I have to do them all and I can't decline them. Like, I feel like Uber, you can, I, I don't know if Uber's like this, but I feel like you can like decline rides if you're doing a ride. Like it doesn't make the other person wait and doesn't automatically assign it to you. And she was like, I know it's taking so long. I'm almost there. I'm so sorry. And I was like, girl, Emily, I got your back because that is the worst system I've ever heard. That is so unfair to you. So you know what I did? I messaged DoorDash and I said, My girl, Emily, is stressed. I didn't say that. I didn't call her by name. I said, this is a terrible system. Like, you guys should not do this to your dashers because who who is it benefiting? Besides you, besides DoorDash, obviously. Your customer isn't happy. The dasher probably wants to quit every day of their life. Like, it's not a good system. And all they did was say, well, here's $10 in credits and we'll work on that for next time. And I said, no, I want you to pass it up the chain of command. Because that seems like slave labor to force them to take orders, even if they're in the middle of doing an order. So anyway, then I messaged my girl, Emily, and I said, listen, Emily, I messaged DoorDash. I don't even know what good it'll do, but thank you for delivering my food and being my best friend. <laughs> I just felt bad. And now I now I have a personal vendetta against DoorDash. Also, it's expensive. Like I got a soup and a sandwich and it was like $27. Like, I only really do it when I'm working because I'm like, this is like my little work time treat, food delivered right to me. And then DoorDash just messes it all up. Anyway, so let me know if you have a solution. Let me know if you work at DoorDash. Let me know if the CEO of DoorDash listens to this because I got a few ideas for you. That's Those are my, my two goals in life. Get on the get get in with the DoorDash CEO and the Disney CEO. <laughs> the Disney CEO is in lots of hot water right now for the writer strike, as he should be. Okay, now let's talk about loves. Now that I've ranted, ranted and raged about all of the things I'm hating right now, let's go on to the things I loved. Well, today is January. Nope. It is July 24th, which is a holiday in Utah, just FYI. I don't really know what it's celebrating. I mean, I know it's called Pioneer Day, but I don't, I mean, my ancestors are pioneers and I don't even know what this holiday is. Anyway, but the 24th means that my new merch has released And sorry about that lie a few weeks ago when I told you it was coming out and then it wasn't, but it's out now. If you're listening to this on Monday, I think it launches Monday at 10 a.m., it's out and it is gorgeous. And I can say that because I didn't design it. I didn't do that. I don't have the skills for that. I hired somebody. I hired a lovely, lovely artist named Jacqueline who did two new designs for me. So there's two two t-shirts and then a crew neck. And they're amazing. I'm obsessed. I'm also obsessed with the t-shirts that we chose. This is a different like brand of t-shirt that I got. So it's much, I usually do them on kind of a thinner, a thinner tee, but these ones are much thicker kind of vintage style and they get softer as you wash them. Like it's kind of got that relaxed oversized like feel. I don't know. I just, I really love this brand that we did. So head on over. And if you are a Patreon member, or a patty, as I like to call them, you get a discount. So look on the Patreon app for that if you're looking for your little discount. And yeah, I just, I, I thought I would use the love section to just, you know, promote 
my own merch, but I do love it. I genuinely love it. I wear it. I, I love it. I live, laugh, love it. Let's go on to the next thing I'm loving. Next thing I'm loving this week. I saw it on Pia Baroncini's Instagram story, and she's perfect. I will do literally everything she tells me to do. I saw these Bink water bottles. Bink, B as in boy, I-N-K. And they're really cute. I wanted, so I just redid my whole bedroom. I got new bedding, new nightstands, new lamps. And I wanted like a cute water bottle that didn't mess with the aesthetic of my my room. So I got this cute, it's like a glass bottle and it's got like a silicone covering on it and you can get like a cute glass straw to go with it. Anyway, I really like it. I think it's cute. My dream, like, like when, you know, I'm rich enough to just do unnecessary things. I want a whole cabinet of them. They're gorgeous. I want it in every color. Their colors are amazing. Oh, I'm obsessed. Not a sponsor, by the way. Feel the need. I feel the need to say that. Not meaning that when I do have a sponsor or do an ad that I don't like the product, but I just feel like people like to know when it is and isn't an ad. I just feel like it's more responsible that way. The next thing that I bought and love, again, not an ad, it's these shoes called the Luso Cloud Shoes. They are replacing my Crocs as of right now. They're like silicone. They're more like clog style. They've got like, instead of the holes on top, it's kind of like a net style. And I got them in hot pink. And then I just ordered them in like a creamy beige. Size up. If you're going to buy these, size up. I know what you're thinking because I never want to size up when people are like, they run big, size up. I'm like, no. Or they run small, size up. I'm like, no. I know my size. I'm going to order my size. I'm a size 11 foot. And it is very, 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 very rare that a size 11 isn't a perfect fit. Like I'm a true size 11. I ordered a size 11 in the Luso Clouds. They fit, but they're they're too small. They squeeze my foot too much. So size up and they're wonderful. And the last thing that I love. Okay, you guys know I have this this weird fascination with Michaela Nagera. Nagera? I can't, I don't know how to say her last name. They're... (laughs) Obviously, I know a lot about her. I don't even know how to say her last name. But anyway, I'm obsessed with her. I'm fascinated by her. She's like the most fascinating, like, content creator to me. So there's been all this talk about her wedding and, you know, who was at her wedding and all this stuff. But you want to know what I love? That bitch got her entire wedding paid for by a brand. Like, Elf Makeup paid for every penny of that wedding and provided gifts for all of the guests. And people are mad. People are so mad about it. And you want to know what I will never hate? I will never hate on a woman making money, on a woman getting her bag. There, The more money in the hands of more women is basically my life motto. Also, you're telling me, I want you to be very honest with yourself right now, okay? If you thought to yourself, that's so dumb that Michaela had her wedding and honeymoon paid for by brands, that she has to post. That's just a partnership. That is just a, I want you to be very honest with yourself and say, if a brand came to me and said, hey, you know that dream wedding that you're probably spending, I don't know, tens of thousands of dollars on at least, why don't we cover the bill? Why don't you just load us up with everything you want? We'll take care of gifts. We'll pay for food. We'll pay for, what's the word I'm looking for? Like tables and chairs, decor. We'll pay for all of it. How about you just let us, you know, put our put our brand name on on the gifts and tell people that we were involved. You're telling me that you would say no. Because if that's true, if you genuinely believe that you would say no to that, you are not a person I understand. <laughs> if people come up to me, I said this a few weeks ago on the gift episode. If I get a pack of bobby pins for free, 
it is the next, it is the n- next best moment of my life. So if a brand came to me and said, I would love to pay for this, I, I would take it. I would, I would take it in a heartbeat. Unless it was, you know, a problematic brand. <laughs> you know, unless there were some real issues. If it was a makeup brand, you bet your bottom dollar that I'm taking every penny that they offer me. So I love it. I love it for her. Her wedding was beautiful. Honeymoon looked fun. And I bet she made money off of it, which I cannot get enough of. Obsessed. Okay. So those are our love hates for the day. That's our first course. Now let's get into our second course, which is inspired by something we talked about a few weeks ago. What are some things that you can talk about that happened at your job that you can talk about now that you no longer work there. Some of these were very vague (laughs) because some people still work at their job. So I was giggling to myself when people were, (laughs) when I got submissions that were like, well, I still work here, but just so you know, my boss is crazy. And I was like, sick. Like, that's great. I don't even know where you work. I don't know what you mean by crazy. I have no idea what to do with this information, but I'm glad you got to let it out. So let's, let's just dive on in. Okay. Some of these are pretty gross. I think this, this, this is a wide range of what people thought I was asking for. So I was kind of looking for like the inside scoop of things. And then some people are just like confessing gross things about their job. And some people are just telling like crazy drama work stories, which you know what? We take it all. We take it all here at the bad broadcast. Here we go. Here are some secrets that people have been dying to share about their jobs. I used to work for the health department, and I was the person who tested all the pools and hot tubs for all student housing complexes. All I can say is I will never set foot in another student hot tub ever again. The nastiness that pulled up on the tests every week at every hot tub was beyond belief. Be grateful I closed your hot tubs, friends. You were sitting in a disease. First of all, she said student housing, so I'm assuming that means a college. Can you imagine? how sorry. There is probably so much semen in those hot tubs. I want to know how many people, how many people are, are getting, I mean, not, not dirt, because here's the thing. They're not having sex in there. So the semen is not going into a cavity. (laughs) It's free flowing. So you know that it's probably covered Oh, I bet if you drained that. Okay. We don't even need to continue on about it. Okay. Here we go. I used to work at a pizza place near my house, but I quit after two weeks because of how gross it was. If an uncooked pizza would fall on the ground or even in the trash can at the end of the assembly line, we are instructed to wash it off in the sink and put it in the oven. Also, no one wore gloves and we never had to wash our hands, even after handling raw meat. Anybody who's worked in food, especially like fast food, I feel like is traumatized forever. And I feel like if we knew, I don't know. Sometimes I think like, would it stop me? Like, would it stop me if I really knew what was going on behind the scenes? Probably not because they hand me that paper bag of my food and ignorance is bliss, my friends. Like, I don't think about anything. As far as I'm concerned, these are fresh cut potatoes. This is, you know, grass fed, free roam (laughs) beef. Like everything about it is perfect. A germ has never touched it. If I saw the process of what, you know, what was going on behind the scenes to get my food, it might it might sway me. I don't know if it would completely talk me out of eating it, but it would definitely have an effect. Okay. Here we go. Here's a fab tip. See, these are these are kind of what I what I like. Here's a fab tip for all the people who love Bath and Body Works. Whenever there's a semi-annual sale going on, usually in June and then December or January, stock up. 
buy items in scents you don't normally use and store them in the back of your closet. Then when you're wanting a new body mist or lotion or candle, grab an item you bought months ago, preferably not used yet. And even if it is used, this will work and exchange it. If it's unused, this will work every time because of their 100% guarantee. You'll literally save so many dollars because you can get lotion slash body sprays and candles for 75% off during the sale and then get your favorite fragrances throughout the year. Works every time. I did it while I worked there and I tell everyone you can do this. Don't drop $27 on a three-wick candle when you can buy one for $10. Smell amazing. Save money. See? Just broads helping broads. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Game Time. I think we've all felt a fair amount of stress trying to get tickets to, you know, certain events this year. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be that stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And they also have killer deals on last minute tickets with their best price guarantee. Now, with the Game Time guarantee, that means you will always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and you know that you will always get the best price. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. That's great to know before you actually show up at the event. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It's just two taps and you're all set. Also, tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. All you do is download the GameTime app, you create an account, and then use the code BAD for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms do apply. So download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code BAD, B-A-D, for $20 off of your first purchase. Download the GameTime app today for last-minute tickets and the lowest price always guaranteed. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh has become my secret weapon this summer. In fact, I have a delivery coming tomorrow and now I can just turn my brain off and I don't even have to think about what I'm going to have for dinner. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Also, if you're trying to impress somebody and you whip out a HelloFresh home-cooked meal, they're going to think you spent hours and hours slaving over it. Not true. It usually doesn't take more than like 30 minutes. It's also got pre-portioned ingredients so you can cut down on food waste. I always buy way too much at the grocery store. And they've got step-by-step instructions making cooking a breeze, not a chore. So make your home the hangout place this summer with crowd-pleasing eats. From a backyard bratwurst bar to a tangy key lime pie, HelloFresh Market makes summer entertaining a cinch. My favorite one that I've made so far is the creamy dill pork tenderloin. I posted it on my Instagram story and a lot of you saw my testimony of it, which was it was one of the best things I've ever eaten. So go to HelloFresh.com slash bad five zero and use the code bad five zero for 50% off plus free shipping. Once again, that is HelloFresh.com slash bad 50 and use the code bad 50 for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit.
Okay. I worked for a bakery and a lot of these are like, like, to be honest, a lot of these are companies that like are kind of near me and I'm very scared of getting like a cease and desist or like something scary. So this one does name names, but I won't say <laughs> that's not helpful, but whatever. I can't say the name that has gotten me like, okay, here, let's just, let me tangent for a minute about this whole concept. I keep basically everything anonymous on the, on the podcast. Okay. I think maybe a few times I've let real names slip. I am shocked at how much trouble I have gotten in uh, on the podcast. Like so many people that are like, well, you said this about this person and now they're fighting about this. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Sometimes people will message me about like their drama. Like somebody was like, my best friend said this, you know, submitted the story and that's not what happened. And I need you to clarify and say that this happened. And I always want to message back and be like, I can't tell you how little I want to be a part of this. Okay. I'm just here to giggle. I don't know what happened between you two, but like you got to start a group message or something. I don't need to be a part of this. Like if she submitted the story, that's on her. (laughs) That's how I absolve myself from responsibility. So anyway, I've become very scared of what people will do if I, if I say names or specific businesses on the podcast. Anyway, this is a bakery story. They keep cupcakes in their fridge for three plus weeks and they don't bake donuts fresh. What a crime. If somebody's telling me they're baking their donuts fresh, I better see the oil bubbling in the back. Oh, and we would also frost cookies and eclairs with our bare hands. <laughs> I worked at a bakery, but the only secret that that I saw, I feel like the, the bakery was really clean and like it was just like a normal, it was these two girls that baked back there. They looked like they were having a great time. Uh, but we did use day-old croissants to make the almond croissants. It's the only one that I can really... That I can really attest to. Okay. I worked at a smoothie place for or eight years ago. Three words, moldy water pumps. For context, they have these giant bottles with pump tops that they use to put water in smoothies. Depending on the recipe, I would say things like two pumps of water or whatever for that partic- particular smoothie. Those are the pump bottles I'm talking about. I begged the owner of the smoothie place that I worked for to let me come up with a better routine so they could be sterilized daily. And he refused to buy more pumps to facilitate that. And no one else seemed to think it was an issue. Cannot even begin to express just how many pump bottles I went to refill where the insides were full of mold, like black fuzzy mold, straight up mildew. Maybe they have changed in the last eight years, but I haven't been able to stomach any smoothie place since. If I didn't make it, at at home, I usually do not trust it. Honestly, that like, I feel like when people are like, well, you eat healthier when you eat at home. I'm like, I don't even care about that. I don't even care if it's healthier. At least I just know where it's coming from. You know, like I, I feel that. I feel that. Okay. This one's an old Navy one, which I feel like I can say because there's a million of them. I feel bad outing like local bakeries. (laughs) Death would have been better than working at old Navy. When I worked at Old Navy, the managers used to tell us that if we didn't get someone to sign up for a credit card, that they would write us up. We also had the ability to override any purchase and add discounts. But if we did, even if the customer was right, management would sit you down after your shift. Literally such a toxic place to work. I got to say, Old Navy is pushing those credit cards. And I'm so sorry. I say this with all the love in my heart. If you need a credit card for Old Navy, you need to reevaluate so many things. So, so, so many. You should not have a credit card at, I mean, honestly, any store. Gav, I remember when I was like 18, I was nearly swindled into a Victoria's Secret credit card because I was like, what's the worst that I can do? I just like buy stuff on it, like big deal. 
I already don't have great credit. Can you imagine if I had a maxed out Victoria's Secret credit card on there? Like, oh, I don't know why they push it so hard. I have literally noticed that because I'm an old Navy gal these days. They push it harder than any other place I've ever been. Them and Sephora. But Old Navy really lays it on thick. And I just, I don't know why, but now we know. Now we know because their managers are writing them up. I almost want to say to their manager, like, I mean, whatever. I won't do it. But I fantasize about it, okay? I fantasize about sticking up for the little guy. I fantasize. I've actually done that before, only at restaurants where, like, somebody's being really mean to the hostess. Actually, it was during COVID. I remember this. It was during COVID, and they couldn't let people wait in the waiting area. You could only wait outside. And this girl was so mean to the to the hostess. Uh, and I went up to her. I was like, do you think she made these rules? Like, do you think that this is her fault? Do you think that she went to the owner of the restaurant and was like, you know what we should do? We should kick people out. We should make them stand outside. Like, it obviously wasn't her idea. I try to tell customer service people that when I'm talking to them about something. Like, when I do believe that, like, like when I look at the, the situation objectively and when I feel like something's unfair, you always got to start with, I know this isn't your fault. I know you didn't make this rule. I'm just, you know, can we figure it out together? Can we work as a team? I guarantee being nice to customer service people will get you so much further than being mean to them. Like I, when people were rude to me in, in jobs that I've worked, like I immediately wanted to not give them what they wanted. If people were nice, I would have let them have whatever they want. They could have had anything for free. They could have punched me in the face and I would have been okay with it. If you're nice, like just being nice will go a lot further. So just FYI. Okay. Also, every time I do an episode about like employers or jobs or anything, I hear from people that are like, I'm an employment lawyer and you should all be suing your employer more often. So I bet in some of these you can probably sue. Okay. Oh, this one is helpful. The secret ingredient of Iceberg's fry sauce is honey. Honey is a great addition to fry sauce. People, people like to hate on Utah. Okay. I get it. I see it. I feel you. But the fry sauce is the redeeming quality. The fry sauce and the Cafe Rio Ranch. That really keeps us above water because those two things really, really make the world go round. Okay, next. I have so many options, but the first one I'll share is that a previous company I worked for sent me a cease and desist over my Glassdoor review a couple months ago. So they will remain, remain anonymous, unfortunately. But that place is a certain boutique. Boutiques are dicey. I feel like it's kind of a breeding ground for controversy. Okay. And this one didn't surprise me. And it's also similar to a lot of other ones I got. This boutique stopped using plus size models after six months. Oh, wait, let's see. Yeah. After six months, after years of claiming to be body positive, all because they were low on budget, but they somehow managed to get four size smalls in a room for shoots and managed to go on a massive trip to Hawaii for weeks. They also cut our hours so they could stop paying us. I quit shortly thereafter. The thing with using models of all sizes is why would you not? Why would you not? Like, don't like I'm so confused by this because from a business perspective, don't you want all women to shop there? Or do you just want like 10% of women to shop there? I don't get it really. Like why? Like when I go on a website, I'm trying to think of what website this is. They literally show, I, I get it. This particular thing is probably not in the budget for everybody, but they have the item on every single size, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, up to like size like 24, 28. I am immediately more inclined to buy it. 
because I have seen it on my size and I've seen how it fits. And I get it. I get it because boutiques, you know, let me be the one to say it. We've got enough. We're done. We're done. We've completed everything, every type of boutique that we need. And I've talked to people who like have either worked for boutiques or own them. And they're like, well, you know, we go to these, these shows, these like trade shows where we stock up and we buy all, all of our clothes and they only offer them in small, medium, large. And it's like, okay, then do something different. Like fill a void. Like if you know that every boutique around you is selling small, medium, large, then like, don't you want to be the one that carries a wider size range? Don't you want to be able to sell to more people? Like, isn't it? Yeah, it might cost more upfront to buy bigger sizes and buy more of them. But don't you want to sell those and make the money back? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I am stupid, but it just seems like a wise business choice and like probably the ethical thing to do to include women of all sizes. I don't know. I haven't been able to fit as as somebody who is surrounded by boutiques, like literally everywhere never been able to fit in anything from them. I'm not a size large. I haven't been a size large, size large since high school. Like there's no way that I would fit into a boutique size large. So I don't know if you're going to start one, just leave me out of it. Unless you're going to make sizes XL and double XL at least, at least. Okay. Next one. I used to work at an assisted living facility and we had these amazing chefs in the dietary department. They would make the most amazing meals for the residents. And if there was any, let's see, any left at the end of the meal, they would feed the staff. Management found out about this and told us we could pay $10 per meal. Otherwise, the chefs would dump the leftovers in the trash. So imagine the heartbreak of eight plus CNAs, too broke to pay $10 a meal, busting our asses to care for the elderly, watching all that food just be wasted. It was horrible. And one of the many reasons I left and found an in-hospital job ASAP. CNAs, I salute you, first of all. Like I, so my, yeah, you guys know my best friend just had a baby and I was in the hospital and I was meeting the baby and we were just chatting about, you know, labor. And I was just thinking like, it's probably such a rewarding job to be like a labor and delivery nurse. It's probably very scary at a lot of times, but I bet that it's a really magical field to work in. And if I could just snap my fingers and not have to go through any of the training (laughs) and just magically be a labor and delivery nurse, I would love to do that. However, then the reality hits you that you have to go through all of the training. And that is no joke. Being a CNA, I have friends who are CNAs, like it is no joke. You have to endure a lot. And the fact that the bosses at this certain place were probably familiar with what CNAs needed to do, you know, like at the very least, you got to like clean up probably a lot of shit and vomit. But the fact that they didn't want you to eat for free, like, and then it's just going to go to waste. Like food waste is one of those things that is so, so, so avoidable. There is so There are so many people who would eat the food, who would take the food home, who need the food. Like it is so avoidable. Why are we wasting so much food? So yeah, I, I'm sorry about that. If I ever own a business <laughs> that is more than just me, because again, I like to brag. I am technically a business owner. I just am also the only employee. If I ever own a business, that's going to be top priority. Free food free food, good times, free therapy. Okay. Next one. I used to work at a daycare when I was in high school and I was in the one-year-old room. One time a bookshelf fell on a one-year-old's head and the director told us not to report it to the parents. I knew that was wrong, but I was a teenager and I was terrified of my boss. The kid was fine, but I still felt bad not telling the parents. This one fills me with such a rage. Not because of you. You, I probably would have done the same thing when I was in high school not telling the parent, like there could be a residual injury that you don't see. Like, why would you, you call the parents immediately 
immediately. I know somebody. Okay, get this story. Get this that I just remembered. So somebody told me that they had hired a babysitter. Okay. And then years later, when the kid was a little bit more grown up, they had a babysitter. Their baby was like a baby baby. A few years later, when the kid was a little bit more grown up, they received an email from said babysitter. And they said, one night I was babysitting your daughter and I shook her as hard as I could. And I just felt like I needed to tell you that now. So see ya. Just getting that off my chest. Sorry. Sorry. That is a, that is the most true story. I promise you. I have, I, 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 I know that it's true. I have seen the evidence that happened. First of all, if you are, you know, have the inclination or like the habit of shaking babies, maybe babysitting isn't for you. Maybe it's a new line of work. Like, I don't know, churning butter or something that requires a lot of shaking. Like maybe not, maybe not babies. Um, but also why would you not tell the parent right away? What if there was an injury? Like what, like play that out with me, especially with the bookshelf. I'm blaming the director, by the way, not the person who submitted the story. Imagine the parents go home. Imagine that child has an internal head injury, an internal abdomen injury, and they don't know about it. And then they wake up the next day and it's gotten severely worse and they don't know what happened. And they have to go to the, like, why would you not tell the parents? Oh, that makes me so, so angry. Okay. This is another daycare, another daycare one. Daycare workers are treated terribly by management and parents. I promise you, I didn't tell you that your kid bit three kids today just to ruin your life. We barely make enough to pay for our own daycare and groceries while we expect to work 40 to 50 hours a week with no benefits. Buy your kid's daycare worker a coffee. They deserve it. I promise. Excuse me. I've gotten this new like perspective on like teachers and just like as I've gotten older and a lot of my friends have gone into like teaching and, you know, like especially kindergarten ages and elementary school ages, just like the way that parents treat the people who are like, who really do genuinely love and care for your kids and spend many hours with them, making sure that they're happy. And just like kind of the entitlement of a lot of people that are like, well, you know, I feel that way with teachers, especially you guys know, I think teachers are, are, I mean, if you don't think teachers are underpaid, I don't get you. But like, I think people just feel like, well, the reward is that you love it. The reward is that you love the kids you work with. We should do a teacher's store, a teacher's episode. That would go so crazy. But it's like, well, you don't need to make money because you get the reward of, of teaching children. And it's like, I feel like a lot of parents get that in their head. Like, well, why isn't this easy for you? Because don't you love kids? It's like, yeah, you can love kids and still not want to be abused by their parents. Like, I just feel like there's a sometimes a certain entitlement just from the stories I've heard. I just want to put that out there. I'm sure that there are so many. I've also heard uh, so many lovely stories about parents really taking care of the, their kids' teachers and, you know, so on and so forth. Okay, next one. This one is for my, my Utah girlies. And it's about Swig. And I'm headed there after this episode. So don't think that I'm judging you because I, I'm probably not going to stop going there. But somebody said that they worked at Swig and they would have to clean out the soda machines. And more often than not, there were centipedes in there. I'm just going to leave that there because it's horrible. Okay, next one. A while back, I worked at a laser spa and I had a male client come in for laser hair removal for his nether regions. He would always complain about his shrinkage when I would laser him because of the cold air. She does not care. If you're a man and you're going in there and you're like, I'm usually way bigger than this. It's just a cold and like I get shrinkage. No one cares. No one cares. She hates it whether 
There's a lot or a little, okay? But this was the worst. One time I walked into the room to laser him after he had undressed for the appointment and he had clearly pleasured himself moments before. I knew because there was evidence. I was disgusted but acted like nothing was wrong. After that happened, I told the receptionist to flag his account, never reschedule him, never let him back into the spa. So many perverted men out there taking advantage of poor young ladies who don't get paid enough to laser their their balls. It's honestly troubling. I, yeah, I'm... Sorry, I have like four jobs that I just never shut the hell up about. But I was an esthetician. I worked in the spot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that happened all the time. There were guys that would come in to get lasered and they would literally come while they, while they were being lasered, like in the middle of it. I also, whenever I go get a spray tan, like at a spa, I'm all, like, they we always get on this topic of just like horrible clients at spas. And they're like, yeah, guys will come in. You, you know, you tell them to get undressed and they can put on like the little like underwear and you just come in. They're just, they don't put the underwear on and they're just fully torqued. They're just there. They, and that's like their, they think it's like kinky and sexy to do that. Disgusting. Okay. Olive Garden servers really, really hate it when people order soup, salad, and breadsticks. It requires the most work, but it's also the cheapest thing on the menu. So the smallest tip. Also, they are only allowed to serve three tables at a time. So if you sit and chat forever after your meal, it's making them lose out on tips because they can't get new customers until you leave. For sure, that's like if there are if there are open tables in the restaurant, I feel like it's okay to sit and chat for a little bit. If there are people waiting, if there's a long wait, like get out, go chat outside. But also just going along with cheapest thing and smallest tip. If if you are going out to dinner and the and tipping 20 plus percent is not an option, then you shouldn't go out to dinner. Because that is like, I know people don't like tipping and everywhere asks for tips and whatever. Restaurants are the OG asking for tips. Like we should know that you're going to be tipping 20%. They make literally probably less than $2 an hour. Like your tips are sustaining them. So if you are looking at the menu and an entree is, you know, $15 and you're not prepared to spend at least $18 to $20 on it because you need to add a tip on, then, then don't go. You should always factor in the tip before. Also, I've heard that about serving during breakfast too, because it's usually the cheapest meal. It has the most beverages, which is annoying. And yeah, smallest tips. Okay, um, next one. I worked at a bank for six months and the girls would look up their exes and see their accounts overdrawn after like 10 plus OnlyFans transactions. If you're worried that the people at the bank look at your transaction history and judge you, don't worry, they are. (laughs) I would so do that if I worked at a bank. If I could look, if I can snoop, you guys know I am, I am pro snoop. I think that it is so fun. I need to know every bit of information. The amount, I finally came clean also to like the people in my life that I'm a snoop and you know what? They're fine with it. The people who are terrified of you snooping, that's who you need to snoop on the most. Okay. Next one. As a former flight attendant, we literally don't care if you ask for more snacks, the whole can and so on. I mean, seriously, it doesn't come out of our paychecks. That's the attitude I like to see because when people start acting like it does come out of their paychecks, that's when people start getting mad. I always ask for double snacks. I always do. I ask for two packs of cookies and two packs of pretzels or peanuts, whatever they have. So they've kind of upgraded though. I feel like Southwest is the only people who still do peanuts. I feel like now it's, oh, what is it? They do like little bags of sun chips. The last couple of times I've flown on Delta, I get two bags of the cheddar sun chips and two bags or in two little packages of the Lotus cookies. And then I get usually a water or a Diet Coke, sometimes a ginger ale. I don't know. I mix up my plane order. I feel like what you get on a plane is maybe more telling than what you get at a gas station. Because I know people love getting the gas station orders. What are you asking for on a plane? If you're asking for tomato juice, go away. Okay. 
Next one. Everyone needs to know this. After working in healthcare billing, I learned that you should always ask for a discount. There's always something they can do, whether it's 10% off to pay in full, a discount for a payment plan, or any financial assistance. Just call and ask. Insurance is a scam anyway. (laughs) The older I get, the more I realize that basically just everything is a scam. Insurance included. I had to go to the gynecologist a couple weeks ago, and the amount of money that they charged me for it was so so obscene. Uh, somebody said that they had a, this is more of a confession. I had a twerking competition in the room with a dead body because I used to be a waitress at a funeral home. You know what? That's between you and God. I don't need to know about that. Okay. I used to work for Disney. I wanted way more Disney ones, but only a few of you have like worked for Disney. I used to work at Disney as a character and there is just a room full of heads, dozens and dozens of Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, and Goofy heads. Some are wearing hats. One Mickey head has a snorkel. Some have different bows. Some are just plain. When they're getting cleaned, the costumers put blindfolds over their eyes. (laughs) It absolutely destroys the magic. I thought that it meant, when I first read this, I was like, they blindfold themselves when they're cleaning so they don't have to see it. No, I think that they're saying they blindfold the masks. Or the the heads, so they don't have to look in the cold, dead eyes of a plastic Mickey head. Okay, let's see. This is the last one. I worked at a stadium's lost and found desk and got tons of wallets. After 90 days, we had to get rid of things by sending it to this trash company who would burn it. Anyway, before we sent it out, I would take any cash or gift cards. Definitely wasn't supposed to do that. You know what? Better in your hands than burnt. I bet the I bet the trash people do that. I bet that they pick it up and they go through it anyway. I knew a girl once who worked a coat check at a nice restaurant and she would go like one where celebrities would frequent and she would do the coat check and then she would go through their pockets and she would take things out of them. <laughs> it wasn't me. I said that nonchalantly like it was me. I swear right hand up. Oh, that's my left hand. Right hand up. I was not me, but I was present for some of the happenings. All right. That's all we've got time for today, my lovely, lovely, lovelies. Remember to subscribe, rate, review. Did I forget to say be safe, be kind, be hot last week? I got a couple messages or in the follow-up thing. Somebody was like, I need you to say it every week. I don't, I don't know if I forgot to say it, but I'm so sorry if I did. But yeah, remember to subscribe, rate, review. Join Patreon for two bonus episodes a month. What else was there? Oh, merch available, of course, like I said. And sorry I didn't say it last week, but remember to always be safe, be kind, and be hot, and join me again next week because I personally can't get enough of you. Okay, love you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the -the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.